Hi everyone, so today's a bonus episode all about chewing and spitting, as this is something that many people have responded to my recent post on Instagram about this topic and have wanted more on it. Now this podcast I originally released way back in the early days of my podcast, and I believe it's only on the Podbean app, it's not sort of on the other platforms. So I do want to say, if you don't struggle with this, give this episode a miss. I don't want it to be sort of triggering for anyone. Um, it's certainly not a behavior that I want to encourage. It has so many detrimental side effects to your digestive tract, your teeth, your mental health. It's just not a good behavior to get embroiled in. But if you are someone that is suffering, I hope it will give you a bit of insight and help you to feel less alone. Welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information, and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today I want to talk about chewing and spitting something that's also called CNS. Now, chewing and spitting is a shameful secret sadly suffered by many people with eating disorders. And it's something that just isn't really talked about very often, but is something that many people do struggle with. So if you're listening to this and you relate, you are not alone. So what is chewing and spitting? Well, as the name suggests, um, you chew your food and then you spit it out. So the aim is, if you're chewing and spitting, is that you're trying to enjoy the taste without having the calorie cost of, of eating the food, as of course you're not swallowing the food. And generally, people will tend to choose um, their kind of forbidden foods for chewing and spitting. Um, because as well, chewing and spitting tends to be rooted in restrictive eating behavior. So when you're not chewing and spitting, you're probably trying to be very clean or follow a calorie limit, or you've got a lot of rules around food. And then when you're chewing and spitting, it's almost like when you kind of abandon all those rules and you allow yourself to eat the foods that you would normally deny yourself. Chewing and spitting as well, it can happen across any eating disorder diagnosis. Um, and I guess as well, it can probably happen even if you don't meet an eating disorder diagnosis, but you have disordered eating, okay? So it's a destructive behavior that can occur across, you know, across the whole spectrum. Now, it is a tricky topic to talk about because I think it's something that's just not talked about and there's so much shame about it and there's so much kind of secrecy about it. Um, yeah, you know, it's not something we hear about very often, but... I thought it's really important to start having more conversations about this because I'm finding that increasing numbers of clients are coming forward and talking about this issue and I'm also getting more um, contact on social media with people just asking questions. So initially when someone's chewing and spitting, you know, it might feel that you found the answer. You know, you might think, oh, now I can eat all the delicious foods. I'm not gonna gain weight. Um, but, you know, from everyone I've spoken to, it's far from the truth of the matter because it really is a very destructive behavior on your physical and your mental well-being. And there are many costs to it. So I'm just going to talk a bit about some of those costs. So number one, your digestive system. So 
when you are eating a lot of food but you're not swallowing it, your stomach is producing acid because it's anticipating receiving the food. But of course the food doesn't arrive to be digested. So this can often lead to really painful cramps and bloating and in worst case scenarios, it can lead to ulcers and acid reflux as well. So it causes a lot of discom discomfort because your poor body is very confused. Number two, it really impacts your teeth. Now, when you are chewing and spitting, um, you tend to eat the foods that you normally deprive yourself of. And these often tend to be more those perhaps high sugary foods, those palatable foods. Um, and actually, again, not great for your teeth and can cause a lot of dental cavities and gum disease. Now, anyone listening to this knows that I am not at all anti-sugar. I am up for eating a whole range of foods across the spectrum. But the point I'm trying to make here is that if you are chewing and spitting, you'll probably be eating a large quantity of those foods. And if you're doing that on a regular basis or several times a day, that's going to have a significant impact on your teeth. Number three, um, weight gain. So surprisingly, you might think, why would it lead to weight gain? Well, it's quite hard as well not to at least swallow some of the food, even despite your best efforts to the contrary. But also research suggests that if you are doing CNS, chewing and spitting, that it tends to lead to overeating later in the day as your body gets really confused and gets really over hungry. Number four, it can be quite addictive because chewing tasty food like delivers that opioid hit to the brain, bringing that feeling of reward. So again, like your brain in a way, it wants to get that hit. So if you know that when you see an S that you're gonna get that hit, it's very seductive to want to do it and get more of it. You know, we're all vulnerable to that. Like when we're scrolling through our phones and getting that dopamine hit. Um, this is just like another behavior that's like that, that can bring us that reward. But you know, if you're doing it again and again and again, it feels very, very addictive. And number five, your mental well-being. Well, if you're not convinced by the injurious physical impacts of CNS on the body, um, in terms of physical things, then the emotional impact is really quite colossal because of when you're dealing with CNS on a daily basis, you feel embarrassment, you feel shame, you feel loneliness, you feel really isolated. Um, and also it just, it kind of takes over your life because you're always thinking about when you're gonna do it. If you are doing it, you're thinking about not being caught, you're preoccupied with it all the time and it feels a bit like a kind of addiction that's pulling you back and back and back. Um, and that is really miserable, and you're dealing with that all on your own. Um, so mentally, huge, huge costs. So how do you stop CNS? If you're listening to this, you recognize yourself, you're feeling in the depths of it, how do you get out of it? So firstly, I'd just say, you might need to get some professional support. It is an eating disorder behavior. In the short term, it gives you things that, like you know, like that kind of reward, soothing, pleasure. And um, so it's quite hard to just give it up, okay? And um, even if long-term, you might recognize there's lots and lots of costs. So you might need to really get some professional su support with this. But first thing to really help as well to shift your motivation around change is really engage with the emotional costs of chewing and spitting. Because, you know, sometimes we're so we can be so in it that you're not even really seeing the wood for the trees you're not really engaging with how it's emotionally impacting you but starting to have more of that awareness and take a step back that can be really helpful number two stop restricting because if you are doing cns you're probably restricting by one either not eating enough 
or two, depriving yourself of foods that you genuinely enjoy. So you might find that, you know, when you're not CNSing with food, that you're eating kind of in a very sort of um, rigid rule way, um, you're dieting, you're following a calorie limit. And then when you are um, chewing and spitting, you're then allowing yourself all the foods that you would normally deny yourself. So again, you need to be able to start eating more and allowing yourself to eat some of those old forbidden foods um, in a way that is um, more mindful and not chewing and spitting. Number three, generally being more mindful because when you um, do CNS, you can often be in quite a numb frenzy, you're very dissociated from food, you're not tasting the food, um, it's not savoured at all, you know, it's a kind of a bit of a frenzy. So when you're not chewing and spitting, but when you're eating other food, it's really important to be sitting down at a table, eating slowly, allowing yourself to appreciate and, and engage with the food. Um, just becoming a bit more mindful because of, um, yeah, CNS makes you so dissociated. Number four, emotions. Now, unexpressed feelings will absolutely be bubbling under CNS, although you might not even realise this. So CNS can be used, as with other compulsions, to like release pressure and let off emotional steam. So, you know, it's going to be so important in recovering from this and putting this behaviour behind you that you learn to reconnect with your emotions, that you practice deeper self-awareness, and you probably might need some help to do that. Because you're going to learn to, you're going to need to learn other healthier coping strategies rather than turning to CNS as that kind of emotional pressure relief. And number five, perfectionism. Now, so interestingly, my experience to date shows that people that struggle with CNS tend to lean towards clinical perfectionism. So there's this intense pressure to be perfect. Um, and I guess what this does is it leads a wide chasm between what you show the world and how you really feel inside. Because as human beings, we're not perfect. We're all a bit messy and imperfect. So. What CNS seems to do there is, again, it's linked to the emotional bit. You know, it, it offers that relief vent against this relentless perfectionism. And it's almost like a kind of unconscious cry, you know, against the pressures associated with this. Because it's almost like on the surface, what you're showing the world, pressure, 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 pressure to be perfect. That's just completely unsustainable. So in a way, the chewing and spitting is like this kind of way to just vent off some of that um, pressure and energy and to kind of um you know release some of the kind of darker side that we all have so practicing self-compassion and reducing perfectionism can really help and often that can be much better within the safety of therapy um or i guess with people that you're really close to and you feel that you can be authentic and real with so I hope that's given you just some pointers on CNS. Um, I just really want to give you the message you're not alone. Um, it does occur across all the eating disorder behaviours. It can occur if you have disordered eating and you don't have an eating disorder diagnosis. Do seek help. You know, you're worthy of seeking help. You're not alone with this. Um, you know, really do reach out and get some help. So if you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eating disorder therapist.co.uk. If you enjoy this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today. And I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Mm -hmm.